Throughout this process, as you're becoming busier, you are continuing to raise your prices. You're listening to Take It Personally, a podcast about the personal side of business and the art of standing out. $100,000 a year is a huge milestone for entrepreneurs, and there seems to be a lot of chatter in the online business community that's really split into two camps. One being there's nothing magical about $100,000, and two being it is absolutely everything and you should do whatever you can to get to $100,000. And you're not a real business unless you're making $100,000. Not surprisingly, if you have listened to any other podcast episodes of mine, I fall somewhere in the middle. My business coach refers to $100,000 in annual revenue as a sustainability point for business. And I totally agree with that. So that's where my alignment is. We all know that we're not taking home all of the money that we are making. And at $100,000, that typically gives you room to pay for expenses, pay yourself, pay your taxes, maybe start outsourcing a little bit, maybe have some profit left over if you're lucky. So while it's not everything to hit 100K, I do think that it is a big deal because it gets you to a point where you can really sustain and start to look at growth and scaling. I've talked in a previous episode about multiple income streams and how I didn't start pursuing that until after I hit six figures. And this got me thinking about what I would do if I were starting my business over and striving for the six-figure mark from scratch. So in this episode, we are going to talk about every step that I would take if I were starting over and trying to make six figures with my photography business. The first thing that I would do is pick a service and focus on that. Now, the caveat here is that in the beginning, part of starting a business is figuring out what things you like and what things you don't like. Specifically, when it comes to photography, you need to first figure out what service you're most interested in. So I do think that there can be a period where you're just saying yes to everything, and that can actually be really valuable. There's certainly nothing wrong with doing that. But once you start to realize, hey, there's something here with like senior photography or brand photography or wedding photography, my advice would be to double down on that. And also recognize that it can change. I doubled down on so many different kinds of photography throughout my business. The first thing that I really loved was senior photography. And then that kind of shifted into couples and weddings. And then I eventually ended with brands. And that's where I still am. And during all of those times when I was really doubling down on a certain thing, I was still doing other types of photography, but it wasn't a huge focus in my marketing. And I think that's really key because it allowed me to position myself as a leader, almost as an expert, even though I was quite new to the industry, it looked like I had a specialty and people remember specialties. So that's really important in the beginning because you're wanting people to remember you. You're wanting them to talk to their friends about you. And they're going to remember more if you're specific about what it is you do. There are a million photographers out there. So how can you differentiate just a little bit once you realize what services you really want to focus on? Once I knew what service I would want to focus on, I would do a few free or low-priced sessions. 
and I would specifically say I am doing free or low priced sessions. We don't want to bait and switch people and do something for a really low price and then jack up the price and nobody realizes that's what we're doing. Now, to an extent, there's going to be an element of that because of course you're going to raise your prices over time. But the more that you can communicate, this is going to be a big theme of this episode and every episode where I talk about business, communication is so key. The more that you communicate with your potential clients, the better. So you would reach out to a potential client or they would reach out to you and you would say, hey, I'm doing this session. I want to do this session for free or I would do this session for you at this low price point. I would let them know I am portfolio building. So that's why this price is so low. It's lower than what you would typically see from a reputable and experienced photographer. And there's a reason for that. I'm using this as a portfolio building session. And over the next couple of months or over the next month or whatever, it might be, you'll see that my price will increase, but I will honor this price for you for this session. And if you're really stuck between free or low price and you're like, what one do I pick? Tell me what one I need to pick. With pricing, you need to build your confidence. So there is not a right or a wrong answer. I don't think it is bad to do some free sessions if you are really lacking confidence and you don't have a lot of work to show yet. It doesn't make a lot of sense to charge for something that you have virtually no experience doing. So if that means one or two free sessions or going out in the backyard with, I used to, (laughs) I remember going into the backyard at my grandparents' house with all of my cousins and taking like headshots and senior photos of them. So if that's what you have to do in the beginning, that is perfectly fine. And then as you gain your confidence, you can increase that price a little bit until you're to a point where you feel comfortable having a paying client that's maybe not necessarily a friend or family member, although it's fine if it's a friend or family member. So don't overthink that. If you're really stuck between do I do free or do I do low price, you can't choose a wrong option. Use pricing as a way to help build your confidence. And then even though I would be doing these sessions for free or for a low price, I would still create the same experience or as close to it as possible that I wanted to offer with a much higher price tag. So I would think in an ideal world, I want to be the photographer that charges four figures for a brand session. This is what I always tell my rebrand clients. If we want to charge four figures for a brand session, what does a session like that look like? What does a four figure brand session look like? Maybe it starts with a consult call. Maybe it starts with grabbing coffee with the client, doing a brand deep dive, talking to them about styling. Maybe you're pulling in a stylist. Maybe it includes hair and makeup. Perhaps you're doing location scouting for different locations. I would design the session that I eventually want to offer and offer it at that really low price point. And the reason for this is because I want my client to walk away with an incredible experience that they talk about, regardless of what they paid for the session. Now, another caveat here, I would not include anything in that session that is going to cost me money. So if my ideal session includes a hair and makeup artist that I'm paying $250 for, but I'm only charging $300 for this brand photography session or whatever type of session, I would not include hair and makeup in that session. I would maybe connect my client with the hair and makeup artist or recommend that she work with the hair and makeup artist, but I would not necessarily want to be spending my own money for this session. 
Same thing for a stylist or for location fees. If we're doing something for really low cost, then I would look at all of those additional like cost items in a session, pull them out and recommend them to the client, but not do them automatically. We don't necessarily want to end up in the hole. We just want to be okay with not making quite as much money yet because the money is going to come later when you follow all of these steps properly. Now, that said, if you are working with a little bit more money for whatever reason, maybe you're putting some of your own money up, maybe you have a savings account, maybe you're working with a client and that you're doing a session for trade, but the client has said, I want to really do this session and do the hair and makeup and the stylist and all of those things. Whatever that looks like, if you do have a little bit of wiggle room, it can sometimes be nice to really do it up the way that you would design that four-figure session, even if it means spending a bit of money on this. And I say this with all of the asterisks because it's not going to be the right move for everyone, but I have had sessions where I've thought, I really want to get this client as a long-term client, and so I'm going to put up a little bit of my own money to make sure that I have the proper models and the proper location and all of those things and just do as good of a job as I can and hope for the best. And most of the time it has worked out in my favor. It's been a situation where the client has said, hey, we wanna work with you long-term or hey, I'm gonna refer you to someone else. So it can work your money the best. So know that you do not have to do that in order for this to be successful. Again, you can take out some of those additional items, recommend them to your client, but not necessarily pay for them for your client. Okay, so we have created this phenomenal session experience. It's the day of the session and we are just like killing it. We've got our music going, like things are great. We're hyping up our client, everything is good. Once the session is over, I would take those images from that session and I would use those images to market other sessions like it. So I would use those images and blow up my social media or my email list, or my Facebook, or whatever my preferred marketing is, I would use those images to death. And I would use those images to talk about every single piece of the session. So something that I love to do once I have completed a brand photography session is to simply have a post that highlights my client because I know that makes them feel good. It allows me to put them on this pedestal and it becomes something that my clients look forward to because it's really free marketing for them. So I would for sure do that. I would talk about their business and highlight their business a little bit. And then I would post another image from that session and I would talk about our planning process for that session and what the client came to me wanting and what some of our shot list looked like and the different locations that we shot at. Honestly, even just as I'm speaking right now, I'm like, that's not one post, that's five different posts. So I would pull apart as much of the process of designing this session as I can, and all of that becomes its own content. I would also use images from this shoot or from others like it, if you're doing a couple of shoots like this, what I call portfolio building shoots. I would also use these images to create some evergreen content, both on social media and on a blog, if you have a blog, because that's going to help with SEO. Evergreen content in a brand photography business are articles like the 10 props that you should use in a brand session or my 10 favorite locations for a brand session, how to prepare for a brand session, what to wear for a brand session, that type of content that is not necessarily specific to a particular client, but more just general good information for all of my clients, I would start posting content about that as well. 
these types of pieces of content that aren't just focused on the session that you just shot, but take it a little bit deeper and talk about your thought process and your expertise. This content is key for setting you up as a thought leader in your industry. So what's happening when you're using these sessions on social media is you are also growing your own brand recognition and your own personal brand. When that recognition and when that reputation grows, your inquiries increase. Now, the next step, as those inquiries increase, if my goal is $100,000, I would probably take the majority of clients that inquired. Now, again, with everything, we've got asterisks. If you have more inquiries than you can handle, something probably needs to change. Likely your pricing needs to go up. If you've already done a couple of those portfolio building sessions, that is a great time to increase your pricing because you have done it. You have proved that you can handle a session like this. You have proved that you are good at your job and you will continue to grow and to change so we can increase those prices. If you have more inquiries than you can handle and you only want to focus on, let's say, brand photography, then it is okay to say no to family photography or wedding photography or whatever. You can decide, you know what, I'm just going to focus on the type of photography that I want to do right now. However, what I more often hear from people is that at least in the beginning, they actually want to continue doing a little bit of everything, but they also want a reputation as a particular kind of photographer, in this case, a brand photographer. In that case, I want you to make sure that your marketing and your messaging revolves around brand photography, because as your reputation and your recognition grows, your inquiries are going to increase across the board. Yes, they're going to increase for brand photography, but I guarantee you as someone who gets like two wedding inquiries every single week and hasn't shot a wedding since 2021, I think you are going to continue to get other types of inquiries and you can still take those inquiries. But make sure that what you're marketing is what you actually want to focus on and specialize in and the type of session that you really want to book. And again, throughout this process, as you're becoming busier, you are continuing to raise your prices. And you can do this incrementally. We don't need to take giant leaps of pricing increases unless you're comfortable with that. Most of the time when I'm increasing my prices, I'm doing it by $100, $150. $50. Like it is tiny incremental changes, but it's very often. So it adds up over time. Now, I have also gotten to a point where I have been so busy, honestly, by following these steps that I had to double my prices. I didn't have to. We don't have to do anything. But I knew that I was busier than I wanted to be. And I didn't want to overbook myself with the inquiries that I was like so happy that I was getting but I knew that I couldn't take all of those inquiries. So I did double my prices and I didn't die. It was one of the scariest things I've ever done, but it was necessary. And my prices are still around that mark today with a little bit of change over the last probably year or so. But that's a price point that continues to serve me really well. It allows me to create incredible brand sessions, give really amazing client experience and be very happy with the amount of money that I'm making and the amount that I'm working. So you can certainly do a huge pricing hike if you want to, but you don't have to. It can be incremental over time as you decide how busy you want to be. At this point, I would make sure that I am paying very close attention to my capacity. 
because it is very easy when those inquiries start rolling in to take everything. Because especially if you're a photographer coming from the wedding world or coming from the portrait world, maybe you live in the Midwest like I do, so it's very much feast or famine. There are times of the year that you're busy and times that you're not. We treat it like it's feast or famine. We treat it like we have to take all the inquiries when they're coming because someday, sometime, they're going to dry up. With brand photography, there is a lot more consistency. So that is a recipe for burnout if you are constantly taking every single inquiry that comes in. So capacity is something you want to be really aware of. You also want to be looking for ways to increase your capacity without working more or without killing yourself, honestly. And one of my favorite ways to do this as a photographer is by hiring an editor. You can double, triple, quadruple the amount of work that you take in a month by hiring an editor. Obviously, the specifics are going to depend on your business, but I was amazed when I hired an editor for my brand photography business, how affordable it was. Plus, it's not something that you pay for if you don't use it. So I'm only paying for an editor when I have already been paid for a gallery. So it's a very easy thing to work into your cost of doing business. And in that time that I am gaining back because I'm not having to sit and edit for hours and hours, I could turn around and book another brand session or book two more brand sessions. So suddenly paying, I don't know, anywhere from 150 to 250 at the most to call and edit a brand session, I could take that, let's say $250 investment, turn around and book another $2,500 brand session. That is a no-brainer in my mind. I know a lot of photographers are very, are very anxious about the idea of hiring an editor. And there are plenty of photographers who are very precious about their editing for whatever reason, like their editing is very close to their heart. They're very proud of it. I really encourage you to work on letting that go. It is only going to hold you back. You are not the world's best editor. You are not the world's fastest editor. There's someone who can do it almost as good, if not better than you and faster than you and help you create a better client experience if you would just give that up a little bit. And the reality is you're giving up very little because editors work with presets, they work within your editing style. You are giving up having to click a bunch of images, but you're not giving up your style. Your images are still going to look like you. And if they look slightly different as you figure out your groove with an editor, I guarantee you, your clients aren't going to notice. But they are going to notice when they get their photos back in two days, and they are going to talk to their friends about it. So please loosen the grip on your editing if you need help and get help. So as business is growing because of all of these steps that we're talking about, we're shooting these incredible sessions, we are marketing them on social media. As inquiries continue to grow, I would start to be more specific about the type of jobs that I'm taking, if I want to be. Again, if you want to continue doing it all, then by all means, go for it. But if you have particular sessions where you're like, oh, I dread leaving the house for those, or oh my gosh, I love when I book this kind of session, you need to pay attention to that. That is not a mistake. It's not an accident. You do not have to do family photography to be a good photographer if you don't want to. 
you can 100% build a business doing only the type of work, only the type of photo shoots that you want to do. So I would not feel bad about saying no to sessions that don't serve the business that I want to create. Once I hit that six-figure mark, once I really hone my style and hone my marketing and my messaging and I raise my prices and I continue to book these like higher level of clients, then I would start to look at where I can trade money for time and outsource and outsource even more. A really big time suck for a lot of brand photographers are putting together session guides. So that was something that for me, I knew I wanted to get off my plate as soon as I could because it took me a lot of time. I also found that because it was like putting together a brand session guide is fun. It takes a lot of time, but it's very creative and it's very fun. So I would be playing in Canva for hours, which is not an effective use of my time as a CEO. However, my assistant is incredibly efficient and also very creative. She's got a great eye for that type of thing. She's the perfect person to take my instructions, take my brand template and create the guide for me. And like, I would still sign off on it. I would still be the one to give her the instructions of what I want the session guide to look like. Our session guide is essentially the plan for the brand session. So I'm still driving the boat, but she's the one actually putting it together. It saves me so much time and sanity. Honestly, it gets done faster because she is more focused when she does it. So that's an excellent way as a brand photographer for you to save a little bit of time by outsourcing as you get closer to that six-figure mark or even surpass that six-figure mark. So these are the steps that I would follow if I were making my first $100,000 all over again. And I know that these steps work because this is essentially what I did. And now this is the process that I teach to clients. This is also the process that I walk you through in my upcoming mini course, the brand photography jumpstart, learn how to make your first $500 with brand photography. The jumpstart runs from February 12th through the 16th. It's about 30 minutes a day for five days. It includes both teaching and coaching because we all know that All of these steps that I just listed off, it sounds really simple, but you are going to get in your head about this. You are going to be thrown off by something that happens because that's just life. We're triggered by another photographer doing the same thing that we are on Instagram or something that feels like the same thing that we're doing. We are triggered because we announce many sessions and nobody books within the first 48 hours. There are so many things that can throw us off what our plan is. And coaching is incredibly important to keep your eye on the prize and really keep moving forward. So the Brand Photography Jumpstart includes both education and coaching. And that's because it tees up my group program, Rebrand, and the doors to that open on February 16th. It's both a curriculum and coaching. It is the best of both worlds, if I do say so myself. And again, inside of Rebrand, we are following these exact same steps to build a brand photography business that makes six figures and that charges four figures for a brand session. If you are interested in joining us for the jumpstart, you can go to maddiepachon.com slash brand photographer and sign up and learn how to make your first $500 as a brand photographer. We start February 12th, so make sure to claim your spot as soon as possible. I cannot wait to help you make 2024 a six-figure year with brand photography. 
Thank you so much for listening to Take It Personally. If you're a regular listener, you might already know that some of the best conversations actually happen after the show. Head over to Facebook and search Take It Personally podcast to join our private Facebook group and join the conversation. We'll also put the link in the show notes. And if you haven't already, would you head over to iTunes and leave us a review? This is the best way to let other people know about the show and help us to keep creating content you love. You can also head to takeitpersonallypodcast.com for all the show notes from today's episode and past episodes. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week.